how are you? I hope you had a great week. It's Friday, and you know what that means for a lot of people. Today is the day that you're prepping for farmer's market, baby. And I can lovingly say that here at Clara Joyce, we definitely, definitely benefited from farmer's market. It's how we got our name out into the world for a lot of things. Um, so I love, love, love a good farmer's market wholeheartedly. Um, however, unfortunately we don't do farmer's market anymore, <laughs> not because we don't love it. Um, it's just that staffing issues are a thing. So, um, however, if you are new to the market industry, um, I have a few pointers for you. And this is not flower specific. This is general across the board, things that we've noticed, things that I've learned from my time selling vegetables, from my time selling flowers. Um, so I, I have a few things to share. So, oh, I should probably say who the hell I am. <laughs> my name is Drew. Thanks for being here. This is the Between Me and Drew podcast. Um, my farm, Clara Joyce Flowers, is a specialty cut flower farm located in the northern hills of uh, Illinois in Joe Davis County, uh, which is at the very base of the Driftless region. Um, and uh, we did farmer's markets for a long time. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, anyway, back to what we're actually doing um, with farmer's markets. Oh, my gosh. This is this is the best way for you as a business, a new business, young, excited grower to get your name out into the world, um, make a name for yourself, set the expectation about who you are, the product you offer, your industry as a whole, and your business, um, because that's what you are doing, okay? Um, for farmer's markets, there are a few things that are super, super crucial from my train of thought, um, and I think one I had to take my sunglasses off because the sun is just glaring in my office right now. Um, a few things to think about when you're selling at farmer's market is um, your presence and the display that you have created and the product that you are offering is what is going to make you money. Okay. And... You can call me a bad guy for saying that we're in this for the money, um, but that really is why we do what we do, okay? Our crew does not sweat their asses off and break their backs every week, day in and day out, just for us to, you know, go home at the end of the day and drink a hot toddy by the hot tub, okay? No. This is the job. This is our job. This is also our life, but this is a job for a lot of people. This is a career for a lot of people. Um, so understanding that you have to keep that thought process. You really, you don't have to. You don't have to do anything. You really should keep that thought process in mind um, when it comes to selling flowers. is very, very important. Um, and, and we definitely see this come to a head in a farmer's market setting because it can be very easy to charge less than what you think you should or than what you know you should. Um, but that's not how you develop a sustainable business. That's not how you stay in business. 
And um, quite frankly, if you haven't listened to episode five of this podcast, you really should. You really, really should. Because that breaks down in great detail how you come up with pricing for things. Um, And that is very important Um, for a lot of things, a lot of reasons. Uh, I can tell you that nobody's going to get rich selling a $5 bouquet at a farmer's market. Um, If that's all you're selling, you're probably not even going to break even if you take into account uh, fuel time, prep time, harvest time, grow time, planting time, planning time, all of that for a $5 bouquet. Mama, try again. Okay. Um, you need to give your customers options. You need to give your customers an experience that they're going to remember. Um, make it exciting. Make them fall in love with you. Be charming. All of those things that really play into that experience. Okay. Um, our market displays were always multi-tiered. So we would start off with a uh, just a standard long folding table. They're probably five feet. Um, with a tablecloth. My God, use a tablecloth, okay? I don't want to see your scraggly-looking dirty legs that haven't been showered in two days because you've been busy prepping for this market. Put a tablecloth on your table, okay? A single-color tablecloth. None of this picnic print plaid. No, ma'am. Give me a single color. Here's why. Single colors are going to make what you're selling pop better, okay? Yes, a beautiful pink lily is going to show up on a red and white checkered picnic print tablecloth. Fine. However, if you use a black tablecloth, everything is going to show up so much better. Um, Black is the color that we always used for farmer's markets when we were doing flowers. Um, So definitely suggest uh, a tablecloth. Big fan of the tablecloth. Uh, For tablecloths, find a material that isn't going to wrinkle uh sheds shed dirt pretty easily doesn't stain um things like that are all very uh pertinent thoughts in uh, the decision making process of selecting the tablecloth for you for your farmer's market display um so once you've got that foundation um you're going to want to figure out ways to create um the appearance of abundance um, and height can oftentimes provide that with pri- pri- blah, 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 blah. height can oftentimes provide that to you. So height can be turning a bulb crate upside down and having a row of buckets on the tabletop directly and then having a row of buckets on top of the bulb crates, um, giving that varied height experience. Um I've also just turned empty buckets upside down and stacked full buckets of flowers on top of that to get me that stair-stepped elevated look. Um, All of those things are are huge. You know, you always want the product closest to the customer to be the lowest. I mean, would make the most sense, right? So they're not having to, like, crane their neck over. Duh. Um, So... That's important. Um, another thing that I, I learned is um, depending on the size of your market is going to depend on how you place your product too. Um, if you're selling at a massive, massive market with thousands and thousands of people every week and you've got you know a really good sized market display like a two wide, like a 20 foot wide or a 30 foot wide uh, frontage booth, um, it might not be a bad idea to have... Um, 
larger volumes of product in multiple places. So for farmer's markets, we would have two styles of bouquets. We'd have a premium and a mini. Premiums were 40, minis were 15 or 20, depending on the season. Um, and um, those are the only mixed options that we had. Otherwise, it was straight bunches or eucalyptus bunches or soap or whatever the case was. Um, but if you have, you know, lots and lots of people um, at your market, then we would have two areas of premiums. We would have two areas of minis so that depending on, you know, which way people were walking by your booth, um, they would still see that product just in case someone else or a whole herd of bridesmaids were standing in front of all the premiums um, for the bridal shower and they thought it was a great idea to come to farmer's market. Um, anyway, so, you know, product placement is, is very important as well. Um, I know it can seem kind of cute to have people walk into your booth, um, but when you are encouraging people to walk into your booth and let's say you're not looking super friendly that day you've got a little bit of like resting bitch face going on um that can be a little off-putting sometimes um also it's just one more thing that people have to do okay and people feel awkward because they feel like they're on display when they're in your booth and everybody's walking by um so we would always just sell from the surface of our our stand um, or from the perimeter, I guess would make more sense to say. So you've got your tents set up, your canopies. We would have tables um, on the outside uh, or, you know, underneath the canopy, but still inside the booth um, so that when people would walk by, they would not have to step in. They could just stay on the sidewalk um, and we'd make the transaction and you'd be good to go. Um, and it was quick. Everything was always quick. Um, so when it, when I say quick, it's not like, hi, what do you want? Get out of my booth kind of thing. It was always like, hi, good morning. It's so lovely to see you, blah, blah, blah. Here's our premiums. They'd pick up one. Oh, can I get you another one? What about a bunch of ranunculus to add into this? You know, something like you're always trying to upsell or, you know, what's next? Or can I get you this? Do you need a bag? You know, are you paying with cash or card today? Um, we take checks too, but if you take a check, if we're, if you're writing a check, here's a pen, you know, anything like that to just make it more of an efficient process. Um, because if you are talking to someone, um, making a sale and you're working that booth by yourself, um, it can be a little challenging to keep an eye on everything, to keep the rest of your customers pacified, etc. Now, I also understand that not every farmer's market is a high action farmer's market. Um, there are markets where it's a different clientele, whether it's, you know, higher income or lower income, um, or, you know, fewer people, but more people spending money, etc. Um, so in those kinds of situations, that's where those personal relationships really became really, really, uh, important, uh, to that market, um, and the, su the success of the sales from that day, you know, was the person that was working it having an off day? Were they looking a little pissed? Were they tired? Did they miss their first alarm and they were late? Did they, you know, whatever. All of those things can play a role if you let it. Um, so that's super, super crucial uh, to kind of keep in mind. And that's another thing too, like when we would be training new people to help at Farmer's Market and run the booth, um, 
we would always do one or two markets with them before we would just give them that responsibility. Um, and um, kind of like the hands-on training part of it was like, okay, here's the product. Here's what you need to know. This is what is in the bouquets for the week. And I need you to smile. Smile and talk to people. I don't care what you talk to them about, but you just look look happy. Pretend like you're happy to be there. You know, ask them how they're doing. How's your coffee? Oh, I noticed you got a breakfast sandwich. Where'd you get your breakfast sandwich from? Oh my gosh, that sounds delicious. Did you get it with the spicy sausage? Oh no. Oh, next time you should try spicy sausage. And then they're going to tell you that they can't have spicy foods. So then you're going to suggest some pastry or something from <laughs> from another friend at market. And it's little things like that that in the moment seem like over the top or completely ridiculous or just full of BS, but people buy into it. It is a way for you to be personal. It it feels warm and and your customers are going to be drawn to that. So your product is beautiful, lovely display, everything, but the most important part is you, you know, or the person who's working that market stand. Um, that is arguably the most important thing of that experience. Um, a few other key points for a successful market display. People want to know who the hell you are. Okay. Um, for like the first couple months of us doing flowers at farmer's market, we did not have a, a banner with like our logo on it, which was dumb. So dumb. Spend the 30, 40, 50 bucks on a nice banner, big banner that you can just use giant alligator clips and clip to your canopy um, and they can just hang there during market use bungee straps bungee straps are great too um, so so important um, make sure all of your uh, packaging is you know on brand like are you using craft paper if you're using craft paper use craft paper for everything if you're using black paper use black paper for everything um, if you're using a colored paper use it for everything um, if you're going for more of an elevated experience then that should show through everything that you do you know we're not using newspaper we're using xyz we're not using cellophane we're using xyz you know, make consciously make those decisions as far as what you want your decision, your brand to look like, because you are giving that physical experience. You know, what does your farm do and then show it? OK, there you go. Um, let's see. Other thing to keep in mind. Oh, my gosh, this is important. Um, when you are talking about canopies, um, don't buy the cheap shit from Walmart. OK, Um you should probably spend a couple hundred dollars on a good canopy. Um, and while you're at it, please, for the love of God, invest in sandbags or some sort of substantial weight for the legs on the canopy. They make these lovely little things. And it's like a wraparound sandbag weight for the legs of canopies. Buy four. One for each leg. Fill it full of play sand. It's going to save your life. Um, if it doesn't save yours, it's going to save somebody else's when everybody else's tent is blowing away and knocking people out and yours is still standing. Okay? Trust me. Uh, we've seen plenty of tents fly away from farmer's markets because they didn't have weights on. So spend the $200 and save your insurance broker some headaches because it's worth it, my dudes. Um, other things for farmer's market. <sighs> 
oh, have enough. And that's challenging uh, to know what is enough when it comes to product. Um, the first like three or four markets of a season at a new market is kind of how you're going to feel out the the tone um, for what to expect to move for product. Um, because you're oftentimes already f- working off of or feeding off of a clientele base that is going to go to that market every week. Um, so your role or your job um, as a vendor is kind of to find your place in that chain. Um, you know, is there already three really successful and substantial flower vendors at that market? Oh, there is? Okay. So if you still want to do that, you need to figure out what you can grow and produce that is either going to be A, different, or B, better than what they are doing. And if you can't come up with either A or B, come up with C and figure out how you can make your experience better Um, because that's how you're going to find your place. Once you find your place, then you're going to know based off of a few weeks of experience what you can sell. Okay. You know, are you going to sell... $300 worth of product every week or are you going to sell $3,000 worth of product every week? Once you know that, then you can kind of plan on, okay, I'm going to be able to move 20 buckets of product of bouquets every week. Cool. Great. So now we take that information and go back to our farmer's hat and figure out, okay, in order for me to get 20 mixed bouquets, I need to have, you know, 10 bunches of this and five bunches of this and five bunches of this and three bunches of this every week or some sort of ratio um, in that regard. And actually next week we're going to be talking about how to make a mixed bouquet. One of my favorite things to do from the whole market experience, honestly, was making mixes. Um, So we'll dive into that next week. But um, once you know kind of how much product you can move, the biggest thing I can say is be reliable. Um, Do everything that you can in order to make sure that you have product to provide to your clientele base, um, that you are able to maintain those purchasing relationships with your customers. Um, Because if you drop the ball for three weeks straight and you only come to market with five buckets when you know you need to have 15, that's going to turn some people off. Um, Are some people more forgiving than others when it comes to customers? Totally, for sure. But... You know, it's it's still your image. Do everything that you can. Do your best. And you will be successful from there. Um, one other thing when it comes to composing a market display. Um, I, I briefly touched on this earlier. but And this is something that your customers won't see, but they will experience. Um, what is your checkout process like? Okay. When someone comes up says they want one premium bouquet, great, lovely, no problem, and you ask them, is that all? Would you like to add this to it? Would you like to add this to it, et cetera, whatever? Once you figure out everything that they need for product, um, what is the next step? What happens? Do you take their bouquets and you wrap them all in one big piece of you know sheet paper and make it look all cute and staple your card to it? Do you just hand it to them with their stems dripping? Do you put a plastic liner bag on it? Do you put a wet wet paper towel pack on it and then wrap it? You know, what happens after that? Um, And then also the actual financial transaction. So are they paying in cash? If they're paying in cash, great. Um, 
if you need to make change, one, do you have the proper change to make them? Two, are you efficient? Are you fast at counting change and making that transaction? Um, are you giving them the correct change? Because that's something that you wouldn't think you'd have to ask, but here we are. Um, so all of those things that play into that cash transaction are important. Um, are they paying with credit card? If they're paying with credit card, lovely, no problem. Anybody can take a credit card on any kind of smartphone, okay? So don't tell me you can't. Um, if you are doing that, um, is it a convenient, quick process? You know, is it going to take you 45 seconds to log into your phone and get everything set up because you didn't do it earlier and it's blah, 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 all the excuses? Or are you going to have it quick, flick, flick, flick your finger, boom, ready to go, type in the numbers, and swipe the card? Or better yet, get the chip scanner and just tap the card and you're good to go. Um, so it's little things like that, that that your customers are going to pick up on. Um, another thing, too, is do you take e-transfers, um, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle, all of those things. They're very easy to get set up um, for your business. Um, so it's one more way for people to give you their money which is kind of the whole point. So, things to think about. Um, yeah, we're going to get into, like I said, creating a mixed bouquet next week. Um, so we will, oh, oh my gosh, actually that's two weeks away. I'm so sorry. Um, we're still going to be talking about farmer's market next week too. So we're in this for like three weeks. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> but that is all for today. Um just for a quick recap, we've kind of covered the entire um, experience for in a quick and dirty way for Farmer's Market. Um, we talked about, you know, creating a tiered um, display, um, the importance of a uh, paper, uh, not a paper towel, oh my god, the importance of a um, tablecloth. There we go. Um, We've talked about having enough product, different ways you can learn about how much product you need, um, the the purchasing experience, being you know personal, uh, personable, all of those things um, play into your success and things that you should know about how to compose a successful market display and experience as well. So that's what I've got for you. Um, it's hot out there today, kids, so I hope you are drinking your water. Please, please do. Um, as always, uh, in closing, please do follow us on social media. Um, you can find us under our farm account, under the wedding account, so you can check out and see what we're doing. Um, also, if you have questions about today's episode or ideas for new topics, you can send that to me via an email at drew at clarajoyceflowers.com. Um, on our website, we've got some cute stuff to look at. Not a lot for sale right now, but we've got stuff. Uh, to look at which is lovely you can start making your wish lists for dahlia tubers and cuttings and all that fun stuff which will be available for purchase on uh, the first weekend of october for our fall launch so get that on your calendar too um, and please feel free to like comment and subscribe to our podcast depending on your streaming platform so that's what i've got i hope you have a fabulous rest of your friday if you're listening to this today when it releases. Um, if not, I hope you have a great rest of your day, whatever day it is. And if you are selling at Farmer's Market, best of luck to you, kiddo. Like, 
go have fun. People will notice. People will pick up on it. Um, you get what you give. So if you're given love and light, then that's what you're going to get. And if you're given bitchy storm clouds, then that's what you're going to get. So <laughs> that's what I got for you. Have a good day. I will see you next week. Um, I said we're talking about how to make a mixed bouquet. That's not correct. Um, next week we're talking more about you know what you should know for your first farmer's market if you've never done this before. So we're going to talk about people, different, you know, certain clients you should look out for, things like that. So I'll see you then. Bye. Bye.